You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chet of What up? And you're back. Man. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Be quiet. Be quiet. Oh, of course, now that we're starting. Yeah, yeah. of course. You know. <laughs> but anyways, apparently... No, I'm sorry. The reason why I was doing that is because we're, uh, we're at the office today. And the office is uh, out here in City of Industry. And the building which the office is in, which we're going to have the art show in, which we're not allowed to have an event we don't have the right permit for, they just happen to be having... A event here, and they've filled the room in there with they have film crew. It's yeah, on TV. Film crew. It's on live TV or something <laughs> like that. It's some kind of a Chinese uh, talent show or something like that. Um, not limited to only Chinese people, mind you. There's all types of people that have been performing. Yeah. Because we can hear them. Um, but you know, uh, we can't. Uh, we can't have our thing here. Yeah. No art shows, man. <laughs> so wait. So you just uh, went to court the other day, right? Yeah, uh, like I said, man. I mean, the thing is, <laughs> you, know, you know what? It's one of those things that. What, what, what were you? What were you? What were you going to court for? It's the uh, well, the per citation for uh, not having a permit actually for the art show, right? Even though they're having a full-on event here, but actually, I was going to court because uh, I got worn out because I didn't appear in court for that particular thing. You know, you'd think it'd just but be I fine. But I thought the building owner was going to be the one that has I mean, they, have to... That's apparently the lawyer told me that they're working on a separate issue with City of Industry, and that's a, that's a separate case. But anyways, man, I mean, the, the bottom line is, you know what, like, these got, the City of Industry wants to take me to court for having an art show. First of all, that's that's what's going on right now, right? And the fact that we didn't have the art show that day, man. Yeah, it was canceled. <laughs> we were supposed to have like music, food, art, like a shit ton of stuff going on. You know, loud, it being loud and uh, vendors and everything like that. And you know, the thing is, I actually went with Sellout to the police and said, hey, we just want to make sure uh, you know, nobody, cop, no cops roll up because like, honestly, we've already canceled the event. We put out stuff canceling the event. And uh, we don't want any trouble, but of course they show up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know, and the thing is, like, the funny thing is, like, on that day, I actually tried to do things the proper way and yeah. apply for a permit for the following. Yeah, I think no. it was in May, right? I remember going over everything. And they denied our permit for whatever reason. This building has some uh, emergency exit block. They feel you know, or something okay, like I'll that. Okay, just stop right there for just a second, so people know. <laughs> They're talking about an emergency exit being blocked. Okay, there are two um, delivery bays that are open <laughs> that have garage doors like doors that were open. So if you if you can't make it out of there, then I mean you. Just well, the, the worst part is that things like we were trying to do things the proper way. We applied for a permit and they, which they rejected. And that day we were recording the podcast, and uh, you know the cops rolled up again, dude. Yeah. You know yeah, it's know. like know. if you don't, if you just, if you just have an event like they're doing right now, and don't try to do anything the proper way, like don't put it on Eventbrite, don't do anything. They're actually not going to bother you because they're too fucking lazy. Yeah, y you know what I mean. They don't know what's going on here. You're not on the type of radar that but, they're looking at. Yeah, but you know it's just like hey, we wanted to do things the proper way. 
and uh, uh, basically now I have to go to court for this. <laughs> I'm just saying, and at the end of the day, it's just like I wouldn't even bother with this kind of stuff going to court. I just pay the fine. But I truly, truly feel like innocent in this case. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would, dude. I would show up just out of curiosity, you know, and just be like, you know what? You're gonna put me through this. I got some questions. Yeah, and you know what? It's just like. You got to get a lawyer. You can't represent yourself, you know. Well, I mean, that dude. That's just because in the court is the same as on the high seas. You never know what can happen. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's you go in for the simplest thing, and they can turn it into something completely different. Unfortunately, um, so yeah. No, yeah, that's why you need a lawyer, man. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like I said. It's not really about the fine. I don't want to pay it. It's just like, dude, I went through so many things to ensure that nobody would tr get in trouble. You know, I mean, yeah. we canceled the event, and uh, uh, they still want to do this. But anyways, man, that's not the reason why we're having this uh, podcast episode, man. That's just a minor distraction that they're having outside right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, me and Teach, basically... Um, and we couldn't help but go off on a little bit because of our situation. It's understandable. Yeah, man. All um, right, under on to better things. Yeah, and you know one of the things we we always talk about on this podcast. Teach and I have traveled to Amsterdam together to uh, you know support Teach's art, street art, and just uh, get up in Amsterdam and uh, Germany, uh, Nuremberg, Germany. Yeah, exactly. Different gonna places. Going to be going to uh, Shanghai, November. Mm, Shanghai, it's going to be fun, man. You're oh, gonna you're gonna introduce them to a whole. You know, Chinese people, they don't even know what stencils are, man. So, you know, we make a bunch of ink. Yeah, not um, the kind that I make. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's going to be real interesting to see how they uh, react to this type of stuff. You know what I mean? But anyways, you, you went to Hawaii, man. Let's, let's yes. talk about that for your anniversary, was it? Or well, you know what? It's uh, tomorrow, actually, is my wife and I's 10th uh, wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations, man. Thanks, man. What Thank is that? Was that like... Oh, it's a piece of cake, man. It's so no, easy no, with twins and everything. Are you kidding me? Oh, a piece of cake. You know, we get there out. The twins are always there to help us out with anything we need help with, you know, and it's, yeah, no, it's so easy. And the 10 year anniversary, just letting you know, okay, <laughs> is tin or aluminum, man. Okay. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, I thought it was gold. I thought tin uh, was gold. Okay, let, 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 me, let me look. Well, it says right here, apparently, Google's telling me it's tin or aluminum. You know, I think, you know, gold's got to be like, at least 20. I'm just saying, let me, let me, let me look but it up. Dude, have they been through the 10 years that I've been through? <laughs> I mean, I was joking about it being easy. I mean, good. Okay, good. well, 20 is platinum, man. Okay, okay. What? So, yeah, so I'm just saying. When right, is gold? When do I get the gold? Well, go, I mean, platinum is more expensive than gold, I think, right? Oh, so, that's true, I guess. Right? But anyways, uh, 15 is crystal, so I don't know when gold comes in. I think gold's in between, like. Well, here. gold is a 10 of sorts. No. no. Well, we're, we're going to look at the stuff for the audience right now, dude. Okay. Uh, 16 year. Okay, they don't do Oh, that. you know what, though? I'll tell you what I made for uh, the wife for our 10th uh, mm. yeah, wedding anniversary. Just because, you know, to me, I like, I like to try to make something with my own hands. Mm. Um, so I brought back some a couple of uh, Hawaiian sunrise shells. Um, and I drilled holes in them. So that you could like feed a uh, necklace through it, mm. and then on the inside, uh, I made a, a small print of the Eddie Aikau stencil that I cut that I took to Hawaii with me. Eddie Aikau. Yeah, Eddie Aikau. He's like a he's a legend surfer and, and uh, lifeguard. He was the first lifeguard on the North Shore of, of Oahu, and I learned about him when I was a lifeguard back when I lived in Destin growing up. I was like uh, 16, 17, 18 years old. It's about three years I was a lifeguard. And that's when I heard about him originally. So mm. anyway, I you know, had done this stencil, and I'll tell you about that in a minute, but 
So I, I cut out images, you know, shrunken down images, and then what I did was I uh, adhered it to the inside of the shell, and then dropped some of the art resin onto it, and then let it dry. So wow. what it looks like came out so cool, man. It looks like you actually have some water in the shell. Like moisture, basically. Like no, just like like there's some a little oh, pool water. of water okay. in the shell because oh, okay. of the resin. Mm. It's just like water. Yeah. And then you've got Eddie Aikau's um, portrait there. Nice. And then, so that's going to be the uh, little necklace pendants. Nice. <clears throat> and then her part, she has to find a, uh, a nice necklace to go along with them. That's so cool, it's kind man. of a um, collaborative uh, gift. Now, do you guys do this like regularly? I like I said, I don't like normally. I've never made it to a ten-year anniversary period. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like w women don't love me for that long normally. Dude. Okay, but by the way, I don't love myself for that. Long. <laughs> no. Nobody does. By the way, the, the the gold is the 50th, man. I don't know how that works, what? but I'm just saying. I'm just going to go through some of these real quick, just some yeah, milestones. Okay? I'm curious. 25th is silver. 30th is pearl. Hell, check this out. 29th is furniture. I don't even know how that works. What? <laughs> just wasn't well, you know what? I actually skipped a couple of decades there because the shell actually has some pearl oh, uh, properties to it. That's so, true. Um I, uh, I jumped the gun on that one. Then. There you go. Hey, you got to take it back now. Oh, wait, no, no, sorry. The Pearls is the 12th year anniversary. Oh, there, so it's close. Go. Yeah, you're close. Close, you're close. enough. No, like I said, you're Dude, hey, after the kind of uh, work and uh, accomplishments that my wife and I have done, we deserve the 12 year after 10 years. You know what I mean? We've squeezed like fucking 20 years into 10 years. The, the, the amount of things that my wife and I have accomplished in, the, in this amount of time, dude, is... Yeah, no, we deserve. Hey, it. man. I, okay, you know what? One thing, your wife's gonna be happy. I bought the uh, the soundtrack uh, uh, record of uh, Beautiful Now, man. Oh, dude, yeah, that's man. awesome. You know, I mean, you know, I'm an avid record collector, man. You know, what I mean, I have a shit ton of records as a DJ. Well, that is, you actually bought um, Johnny Jewel's um, music that he produced for the for the film. Those Johnny Jewel. Johnny okay. Jewel. I don't know. Um, I don't know a whole lot about him. What I do know is. The uh, band, the XX. Ooh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Guess where they got every like their influence from? Johnny Jewel. Johnny Jewel. Okay, okay. Yeah, if you listen to their music, you listen to Johnny Jewel's music. There you go. Nice, nice. Okay, okay. now I haven't. To be honest, I'm like one of these people that I have records that I buy that I haven't opened yet. I have a lot of those things too. <laughs> like, if you talk to records, well, you're a DJ. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, to be you expected. Know, and the thing is, like, you know, for records, now you can get MP3s, right? So sometimes, for me, actually, one of the reasons why I love record collecting is because of the art, actually, on, on the... Yeah, on, on the, You know, we just had Risky in here, right? Machiavelli yeah. painting the Jesus on the cross, man, you know what I mean? I mean, like... To Back not, in the day when there was actually vinyl albums. Yeah, yeah. And you know why I bought vinyl? It's not even because they sound better. Because the art's bigger, man. Yeah, it's Seriously, bigger. seriously it that, that's why I... You know, and then uh, I do this every once in a while. I'll, uh, you know, if I'm not doing anything uh, on a Friday night, I'll like lay on the floor, man. I'll open up a new record, you know what I mean, and look at the liner notes, and then put it on and just uh, enjoy an evening on the floor, man. Like that's something I think like a lot of people don't do anymore. But I'm sure oh, you did that as a they, kid, man? Right? They, they're just, you know, nowadays you got a link. Yeah. You know, a link or or a, I mean, you might have a disc, you know, but most of the times not. It's just a damn link, you know, a couple of. Uh, a button that you you click on an email that you someone sends you or something like that. Yeah, um, man. Um, so I, I'm just saying, like, I, I just really enjoyed that in, in records, anyways. But anyways, man, we're talking about we're talking about your wife. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, Hawaii, dude. Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii. Um, man. I had kind of a yin yang experience. 
with the artwork in in Hawaii um, because I had, I cut a stencil of Eddie I Cow. Okay. And um, the idea was to hopefully get it up somewhere as close as possible to uh, Waimea Beach uh, lifeguard stand where he used to work. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he was let's see about he was young when he passed away like in his in his early thirties. Um, but during the time that he and his brother were lifeguards at Waimea Bay, supposedly like nobody drowned. Um, so that's why I wanted to try wow, to get the uh, hero, stencil man. up somewhere around there. You know, yeah. just, um, and so, um, oh, dude, it was hilarious because I went the day before we were supposed to take a hike to, uh, through the rainforest uh, to a waterfall, but okay. it got canceled because there were some loose rocks in the waterfall. Okay. She was like, okay, th- thank you. That's, you know, if there's ever a reason not to go on something, you know, like that's, that's a good one. Um, so we uh, just decided to drive out to the North Shore in the afternoon, which for those of you, if you're planning on going to the Oahu <laughs> in Hawaii on the North Shore in the afternoon, do not drive in the afternoon from the east side over to, you know, Waimea Bay or the other side because the traffic is horrible. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just a two-lane road. Yeah. And it's just backed up with tourists. Oh, man. It took us about an hour and a half to get where the next morning I drove to in about 28 minutes. Oh, geez. Yeah. Three times, huh? Yeah. And then oh, we got there to the to the Waimea Bay uh, little parking area, and it was packed. Couldn't find a parking spot, and then just went in and drove back. Oh, man, geez. Anyway, so what happened with that? Now, the day before that, though, okay, so this was the, I don't know if the yin or the yang, which is which, but um, there was a intersection that we had passed by about 12 times after about being there four days, okay, yeah. and it was right next to this area called the Haiku Village, mm-hmm. and so, you know, a, a haiku is a, uh, is a type of poem, and um, it has, like, certain rules, it's very short, you know, it's about uh, different sides and the uh, process of life basically so I came up with a haiku for Eddie Icow okay um, and I figured it'd be cool if I wrote that on the one box because there was two boxes there so I wrote that in one box and I put the stencil of Eddie on the other box. and the place is called Haiku Place Haiku Village it My says village, right yeah. there okay. you can put a picture of it right there see how it says Haiku Village right there um, and you know luckily I, I finished it okay and it was right when I was I'd taken a picture and I was going to take a video you know, of that, and then turn around, show the area, and then go back to the box. And so I start the video, and then all of a sudden you hear this whoop, whoop, woo, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, okay, you know, this guy's, you know, maybe heading down the road to, to go, go after somebody. Yeah. Uh, this will be cool because I've already started the video. I'll just kind of swing around and catch him as he's driving down the road, and then go back up to the box, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. He, uh, he stopped. No, he stopped. I was the guy he was coming back to. Um, evidently, someone had called. Someone saw me, and they called in, and so he was called to the scene. And so he was he's a little angry and, you know, kind of uh, bitter when he first got out of the car. And um, Actually, I, I walked over to the car. I wasn't going to try to run or anything, um, and uh, partially because my knee still isn't strong enough. But, I'm, you know, it's still, it's, I, I wasn't trying to get away with anything. So, sure. But dude hopped out of the car, and he was like, dude, what do you think you're doing, man? 
you know, you can't be just, you know, is that your property? No, where are you from? You know, I'm uh, from, you're not even from here, dude. What are you doing, man? Like, he was just getting ill with me. Very ill. Why are cops talking like this? It's kind of like a professional for a cop. They can say whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like he had a lot of authority. He was like, it sounds like he's complaining to you. Well, he was kind of, you know, I think angry with me at first you know okay. because if you look at one box and you don't look at what it says it just looks like i wrote, Tagging, some, wrote some stuff on yeah there, you know and so i was like oh well dude look i've got some you know some paint i can just spray paint right over it. and then it's like i just put a new coat of paint on the box because no 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 dude you're gonna be you know you're gonna get charged for this and you're gonna have to deal with this and you know whatever and i was like oh man come on dude just you know, I'm here with my family, and you know, I'm not trying to. You Did know, you say you're to... an artist? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like I, you know, we do this in, in California, where I'm from. There's there's several other artists that you know that do this. I actually mentioned uh, Super Unleaded Gasoline, my buddy Gasso. Okay. This guy goes. The guy does amazing things with the boxes. Mm -hmm. Makes them look like a stack of money, or like a fire truck, mm. or like a phone booth. Yeah. It's amazing. You got to check his stuff out on Instagram. Super, Super Unleaded Gasoline. Unleaded Gasoline. So anyway, I you know I actually even mentioned that guy. I'm like, yeah, I get you know, there's guys that we actually do this as a form of you know decorating, you know, mm -hmm. any box that's been painted on or whatever, you know. But so he finally looked at it and it took a minute to look at what was there. Yeah. And then he goes, dude, I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mess with anything. I'm like, that's a that's a really dope stencil of you know, and I know who Eddie Icow is. <laughs> oh, he, thank God. <laughs> and. Uh, <clears throat> and then he, you know, he, he read what I wrote and everything. He was like, "Okay, that's 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 kind of cool." And so it went. Did he from, realize this haiku though? Yeah, I told him. Oh, okay. okay I told okay. him. I was like, "Well, yeah, uh, I couldn't okay. help myself because I drove by this like so many times, and it's a haiku, you know, whatever." But um, so he, uh, <coughs> it went from him not wanting me to paint over it so that I could be punished for it to him saying, "Just wait, wait, you know, maybe they'll lead it." So, you know, it kind of, uh, oh, and then a lady cop pulls up and he's like, you know, don't worry about her. She's kind of, you know, a little bit rough and whatever. And I was like, oh, great, dude. You're, <laughs> you're the one that was like crazy. Yeah. What's this lady going to be like now? Holy cow. But, yeah. um, luckily she came up and walked over to the box and looked at it first, you know, and then she was, she seemed, you know, pretty cool. And then another cop pulled up and, you know, had a look at it and he was seemed even more laid back. And so... I had to fill out a paper. He read me my rights and everything. Um, and so they're going to file it and they're going to, you know, the inspector is going to decide, I guess it's going to be the Department of Transportation if they want to charge me or whatever. I may have to go back and go to court. Oh, no, um, man. I'm telling you. Oh, you know what? Whatever, dude. It's worth it. You know what I mean? Like, the most I'm going to have to pay is like maybe a couple of a few hundred dollars or something like that. Plane ticket over. But, but, okay, so yeah, <laughs> this has a good ending, though. Um, so, but the way they were acting, the way they were treating it was basically they were telling me, dude, don't do this again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, we understand that where you're from is cool and everything, but, you know, it's just, it's not cool here, you know? I understand yeah. it's a cool thing you're trying to put up, but just, and so, you know, when I left, they, it was basically up to them and an inspector. So, um, the feeling that they were kind of giving me was that, it, you know, it's going to take a long time to work out and it might not, so... In the meantime, though, the very next day, mm -hmm. um, actually it was that afternoon that we tried to go up to YMA Bay and just didn't work out. So the next morning, I go to YMA Bay. I get there and I see a lifeguard in the parking lot because I couldn't, once again, couldn't find a parking spot. Yeah. <clears throat> Showed him a picture of the stencil. 
And he's like, oh, man, it's really cool, you know. And I was like, well, you know, could we put it up somewhere around here? And he goes, yeah, man, but, you know, I don't know if I have the authority. I've only been here about 15 years. And I'm like, excuse me, 15 years, man? That's awesome. Wow. He goes, no, 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 no. There's a guy named Mark that uh, he should be here soon, actually, and he would be the one that would be able to, you know, say whatever. He's the lifeguard elder? Well, at the time, yeah. um, Mark is the last lifeguard that was appointed by Eddie Icow. Oh, so, okay. Uh, Oh, and in the meantime, you know, I couldn't find a parking spot, so I was like, uh, where should I go park, you know, because he goes, oh, dude, we're short of lifeguard today, so you can park in a lifeguard spot. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. So, dude, I'm parking in a lifeguard spot, I bring my uh, the stencil out and everything, and so right about then, Mark had arrived. I meet Mark, who's just, you know, cool as can be, he saw the picture of the stencil, saw the stencil, and was just like, oh, yeah, man, totally, and he, yeah. And by that time, Kyle, the lifeguard that I, the first lifeguard that I'd met, he had gone in this uh, building where they keep all their supplies and everything, and when they go in that building, they open the door and they leave it open. And so he's like, hey, dude, what about on the back of the door right here? And I'm like, oh, that'd be awesome, because when it's open, he's facing YMA Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it's closed, it's protected. Like, no one can mess with that right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like for the lifeguards, you yeah. know? So um, I did a, a print on there, and then while I was doing that, Mark came over, and he's like, hey, um, what about, can you do that on a column? I'm like, dude, totally. I can just, you know, the way these stencils work, I can just wrap right around it, no problem. He goes, what about, what do you think about over there on the lifeguard stand? I was like, dude, totally, man. So, um, oh, dude, it was, it was awesome, man. Because I was just sitting there doing the, the stencil, and that was, Mark was there, and uh, a couple of other people came up, dude, and it just got spiritual, man. It was, it was, it was really touching. It was like awesome, an emotional man. moment. I'm getting emotional yeah. talking about it, but dude, it was, it was really cool. And so uh, in the meantime, somehow Clyde, um, actually my wife and I had emailed him and I left him a, a voicemail. Clyde is Eddie's brother. He got in touch with me. Oh, wow. And so um, he has a couple of projects coming up that are kind of like uh, uh, trying to bring back more appreciation for the Hawaiian culture. Mm -hmm. And he was asking me if I'd be interested in doing some artwork for him. And I was like, dude, totally, man. I'm, I love this place. Um, and so I told him, I was like, I might actually be having to come back here, you know, because I told him about, I told him about getting arrested, you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, oh, no, you did that. Oh, man, yeah, you can't do that. He goes, but listen, you know, if, if it does go any further, you know, I'll, I'll help you take care of it. Nice. So um, I'm looking forward to going back, dude. Okay. Totally looking forward to going back. Okay. Um, but uh, so it was like the total yin-yang, you know what I mean? Like one day getting arrested, you know, and then uh, the next day an amazing uh, amazing time that's awesome man you know what it's funny because it's like the fact that you went out and you know had the balls to do something that was uh, not so you know legal it brought more opportunities to you man that's the ultimate like yin yang right there well it, it actually kind of gave uh gave they gave me more respect when they saw that i had already put this on a on a box somewhere and then when i told them i got arrested doing it they're like whoa dude <laughs> yeah like I said, that's, that's the ultimate street art street cred man right there you know what i mean like at the end of the day i think you know what let's talk about just it's kind of weird like street art dude, let's talk about where you just were well i was in mexico man i mean i had a family vacation uh it, it was cool you know i've never been I've, I've been to like it's funny. I've been to mostly real Mexico. I haven't been to like vacation Mexico as much as like. Did you want to get a cruise or? No, no. We uh, we just flew down to Cabo, base Los Cabos, basically. You know what I mean? And. Uh, Dude, um, is that kind of close to like no? Okay, where is it that the Dominican Republic is where people are getting like? 
Yeah, when, actually, Dominican Republic and Costa Rica is where they found uh, uh, the uh, the little bottles of alcohol. Well, people were dying. They didn't know yeah. why. How far is that from where you were? No, no, no it's pretty far. It's pretty. It's okay, on the other so side. One's in the uh, Pacific, one's in the Atlantic, you know what I mean? I get them mixed up. Yeah, no, I mean, Cabo basically is just like Baja, California. You know California? I mean, dude, that's almost kind of like the family vacation where you're like, <laughs> it's a survival type of thing. Let's go to Dominican Republic. You know? let's, see if, let's see if Uncle Eddie fucking, you know, survives the... The Dominican Republic. Well, man, I mean, like, yeah. Anyways, the Dominican Republic, I said, it's crazy because um, they have the fake uh, bottles of liquor that they ha- they were, uh, uh, based people, you know, people fill up these little mini bars with just clear alcohol, right? And somebody wanted to make a deal, and a lot of these uh, domestic, local, Costa Rican uh, little mini bottles of alcohol, they weren't actually vodka. They were methanol. Ooh. Methanol is like... A nerve agent. I mean, it's yeah. type of alcohol, but I'm just saying, like, it's and it doesn't kill you immediately, too. You drink it down, and then, like, soon, like, your brain and limbs will be burning, like, a day later, man. So Jeez. these people suffer, like, horrible deaths, man. Like, seriously, man. Somebody needs to be accountable for this shit, but, you know, some motherfucker wanted to make a buck, and he had a bunch of ethanol. He's like, you know what? This is the same thing, right? People won't notice, right? Oh, it's like, dude, you can't even drink ethanol, dude. Ethanol is like. Rubbing alcohol, you know what I mean? I Ethanol's mean, some... in gasoline. Yeah, yeah. You make your car run. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some alcoholics, like, I've heard people, like, they drink, like, the hand sanitizer because they're that crazy. Oh like, you, you know what I mean? And uh. you can survive, but no, methanol... <laughs> Methanol's not even like like that, man. It's like straight up like a different type of like alcohol. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like okay, so no experiences with any kind of not nothing like that. But you know what? Like uh, we went. What did you guys uh, do? Well, we went fishing, man. You know, what I mean, we stayed at a little. We stayed at one of these like resort villas things. So it was kind of like you didn't get the authentic Mexican experience, man. You know, I mean, the service is great. Uh, but how was the food? The food at the resort, man. Uh, I sound well, like such a fucking asshole right now. You know? eh, the resort's so fucking not good. But no, I mean, like, you know... But, I, dude, no, we're being honest here. <laughs> hey, if the yeah, truth but, hurts, whose fault is it, right? You know, I'm just saying, maybe maybe my palate... I, I like street tacos. I grew up in L.A. I know what a good taco tastes like. Yeah, right? You know what I mean? I know yeah. what the tortilla's supposed to be like, man. You know, I know what... I know when this tortilla is a fucking mission tortilla, man. I didn't oh, go down no. to Mexico to get fucking mission tortillas. Oh, no. like, <laughs> oh, you know so what I mean? They so, skimped on the food. Yeah, they skimped on the food, and they're like, oh, yeah, there's, you know, I mean, when you know, when the Mexican food's not that good at a Mexican resort, That's you can imagine how good the Asian food is or, how, <laughs> <laughs> or the, the Japanese food, you know what oh. I mean? So, it's like I said, you know, I mean, it was uh, um, all-inclusive, but it was uh, all just... You know, yeah, oh, wait, worst, what, you said you went fishing. What'd you go fishing for? Well, one thing before I mention the fishing part, though, they had all you can drink at this resort too. Oh, although they did not have, uh, you know, I'm still alive right now. But <sighs> when you pour Don Julio into a thing, I've tasted a lot of tequila in my oh, life, no. man. You know what I mean? They were putting something. Yeah, it was something else, man. Because oh. Don Julio doesn't mix like that. You, you know what I mean? So, like I said, there you go. It's yeah, so you know sketchy, I mean? dude. It's. It sucks, you know. Was it, I mean? was it kind of an expensive place, or was it like a yeah? Cheap it, place it was, or? it was expensive too. That's the thing. We we're trying to have like a nice family vacation. But like I said, the building was nice, the service was great. But um, like I said, I, you know, I, I go. You go to these places for the food, dude. If you're gonna time, have you know? okay, look, there's so many resorts you can go to that are kind of like not expensive, okay, and you expect to have you know buffets that are kind of you know whatever. But it was like, if you're going to go to a resort that's, you know, kind of expensive or so, then there's only so many things that you can do that make 
a place nice, you know. There's was, the room, yeah, the pool, you know, the gym, and the food. What's cool is we had our own little unit, and the unit have to call them, say, "Hey, pick us up," and they come with a golf cart and they drive you around this place like Jurassic fucking Park, dude. You, you know? Okay, what I mean? well, you know what? <laughs> if they're doing that, then the food should be good. Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, I, maybe maybe I was just picky, dude. You know what I mean? But well, like I said, I've had some good street tacos in Mexico, and you know, it's not it, like since you're living in this resort, you can't really just like walk off into the city and stuff like that. It's like. You gotta ask them to pick you on the golf cart. Oh, so you're not next to anything. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, I wouldn't recommend, like, uh... You're not walking distance. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you... Like I said, stay at smaller hotels sometimes. Like, you know, maybe get... But again, some people want different experiences, man. Some people never want to leave. It's just, like, a nice family thing. But anyways, we went fishing, man. Um, My brother signed up for uh, fishing, you know what I mean? To go with my pops. And, uh... (laughs) Okay, wait a second. (laughs) Signed up for fishing. He's like... Uh, it was like did know, he did he inquire what kind of fishing he was getting into? There was not a lot of options, man. There was just a sign up for the fishing tour with the hotel, you know, with the with the resort, right? So we're like, all right, you know what I mean? And then, <laughs> you know, the only fishing I okay, you know, it's like group fishing. You go to Catalina or something like that, and it's sure. like you party know, a lot. Boat. Yeah, a lot of guys on the boat, right? And then, but this was like. We signed up, and we were the only three people besides the captain and the... Uh, oh, dude. <laughs> and and what, what's the guy's name? The Gilligan? No, I'm kidding. I don't know. The, the deckhand. <laughs> deckhand, dude. Not dickhand. Deck. <laughs> deck, because the boat has a deck. Deckhand. Yeah, you know, so... <laughs> Sometimes we get called dickhand, though. Yeah, this happens a lot. <coughs> These guys don't speak a lot of English. Uh, you know, I speak a little bit of Spanish to get by, so, you know, we're just like, you know, hello, my name is whatever, nice to meet you, mm-hmm. you know, how long, you know, how long are we going to be out? How big do? was the boat, approximately? It's 29 feet, sound like pretty decent size. 30, yeah, 30, 30 feet. foot. Yeah, some, something side. like that. That's like a, what they call I don't it. know shit about boats, man. I was just okay, my did brother. it have the big rods that go up? Yes, it did. It, it did have the, one of the, the rods the on the side. the reels are not actually on, they're like right there next to the, well, those are actually, Marlin. Um, okay, yeah. dude, that's, that's what's called a monkey boat. Okay. okay? That type of, of style or whatever is called a monkey boat. What's called a monkey boat? I don't know, dude. I um, I <laughs> well, was not that... there at the naming party, but um, <laughs> that's what yeah they call those monkey boats. A lot of charter boats like that in Destin, where I'm from. Okay. So okay, so he got. Uh, I'm sticking my arms out right now. You know, he had the two huge poles like this going off, and then yes. and then he started to like. Uh, you know, he brought a fish. He was like cutting it up, basically, right? And he was atta- he's putting poles that can fit into into this, these uh, holes into the side. So yeah. these were like regular fishing poles too that, you know, he had them tied out and then, you know, he's, so he were driving, right? And then I'm like, oh, uh, you know, how much time? And he's like, oh, five hours today. I was like, cool, all right. That's a decent set this, trip. De- decent trip, right? And, yeah. you know, so we get out there super early in the morning. Oh, wait, okay, so hold on a second. Were you going up and down the beach or did you go straight out? Yeah, so we started going straight out, right? <laughs> so I was like, oh, cool, there's the arch of uh, Cabo, man. Like, within the first, you know, it's like right there, right? Yeah. There's this little arch. And then they're like, cool, man. I was like, now we don't have to take a cruise ship to go see it, man. It's like right there, dude. Awesome, nice. right? And then, um, yeah, an hour and a half later, this guy's still going out, dude. <laughs> straight into it. And I'm like, hey, man, like... Uh, Donde, dude? Where are we going? Dude? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I was like, 
Uh, you know, when are we stopping? Alto, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to stop in the fish? And then he was like, no stop, no stop. I'm like, what do you mean no stop, man? I like, thought we were going to go fishing. Yeah, no, man, he set up all the, uh, the rods already. Like, you know, I was like, any moment now, man, he's going to stop at a nice place. <laughs> and we're going to pick up these rods and start sitting. <laughs> I think I have an idea, dude. You, you, you know what I mean? Just, just. I think you have an idea of what's happening. You know what I mean? And I'm like, fuck, dude. My, this is my dad's first time fishing. Okay, this is my dad's seriously his first time fishing. It's like a you know father son trip. You know, you know what I mean? We're gonna go. Where's out. the fishing spot? <laughs> you know, what I mean? and an hour and a half later, every, nobody ate breakfast. Nobody knew what's going on. So literally, we should have brought some beers, man. Like you know, oh, and, no. and, or something, dude. You know what I mean? And. uh he was like, no, stop. And I, my dad was like, dude, man, maybe we should turn back. <laughs> I'm like, we've only just been going one hour in the straight direction. I mean, but honestly, this guy's going fast, you know, because he's trolling for the, uh, uh, I'll let you explain in a second. You know, and then I tell him, I said, oh, uh, no me gusta grande pescado. Me gusta. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yo quiero poquito, you know, pescado. He's like, no marlin you know i was like marlin no. yeah okay so i was yeah. like oh shit this guy wants to fish for marlins this is swordfish you dude. guys were trolling <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't stop when you're trolling <laughs> anyways there was a miscommunication there man you know what i mean <laughs> i'm sorry man i'm so sorry. you wanted to go fishing man <laughs> It's, I know it's not that funny, but I'm, dude, I'm from a fishing town, so, you know, for me, all this is just, like, you know, common knowledge, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's, there's, yeah, there's a couple of different types of fishing you can do from the, from the monkey boat, one of which is trolling, you know, you don't stop, you just keep going. I mean, you need to have some beers, though. <laughs> <laughs> you don't just ride around sober on a boat in the back, not driving yeah. anything, like, I sitting agree. in the sun. No, 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 I agree, but, but there is a, there is a code on the ocean, you know, that, uh, uh with drinking and, and being intoxicated and everything, and depending on the, uh, the captain, uh, some of them are very strict about it, so. Well, um, if you're driving, you can't drink, but if you're a passenger, I mean. No, no, Oh, no. even if you're a passenger. Even if you're a passenger, oh. like I said, there are some captains that are, like, really, um, very uh, strict I mean, about it. Of course, I mean. It, it, you know what? You go out to sea, man, and you realize how fucking little of a shrimp you are. Dude. Yeah, dude. Here's why. Here's why. Okay, if something happens out there, okay, you're drunk. Yeah. You don't want whoever's there to help, or that you have to help to be intoxicated. You that's want true. them to be at the best of their game. That's so true. that's where that that's where that came from. But these guys were really out of shape, dude, man. <laughs> I just can't help but laugh my fucking ass off. That you guys were waiting to start fishing while you're fishing. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's so silly. I was like, hey man, when are we gonna start fishing? He's like, you are fishing, motherfucker. It's no, it's it's not near as fun. I mean trolling is is it, it really is kind of boring, you know what I mean? Because you are you're just sitting there and it, I actually took my, my twins fishing. Uh, with a friend of mine last time we were in Destin. And like I said, that was like the Cadillac of fishing. Okay, you got one end of the spectrum of fishing, which is, you know, a pole, uh, some string, and a hook. 
Yeah. You know, something on that hook. That's not, even, not even a bobber. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is, is what you did and what I did with my twins, which is basically like taking the Cadillac five-star uh, version of, of fishing, which is you sit back in the shade, if you like, or in the sun, you know, maybe put some lotion on, get you a little tan, and you wait. And that deckhand sits there <clears throat> and waits, and he knows just how far that bow, that bow has to go over, that rod has to go over before there's enough of a bite, and he picks that thing up, hooks it for you, and then he sits you down in the chair, and you know you, you sit down and you reel it in. You yeah. know, you just reel it in. Okay, I mean, you don't even you don't even get the thing out of the damn water. You don't want to trust me, okay? And a, a, a swordfish or a, a marlin, that'll kill you, dude. No like marlin. if you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> if a deckhand does not know what he's doing and he does not know how long to wait before bringing that thing in the boat or how many times to whack it on the head with a bat, <clears throat> some of them shoot him. Um, I shoot him. You basically have a sword. Okay, and if that thing starts flapping around, yeah, someone will get stabbed and, and killed. Jesus. So that, that's some you don't want to go marlin surfing unless you are a serious uh, sports fishing uh, person. So yeah. would you, you guys at least fish for something else? Well, 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 that's what I'm saying. After like a, an hour and a half of just going... <laughs> <laughs> of no fishing, that's you thought. <laughs> I'm just going straight, right? I was like, hey, man, like... <laughs> I, I, at first, I was like, hey, we got to change our mentality, dude. He's like, I realized that we were fishing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, we got to change our, my mentality right now. So I was like, I'm in fishing mode. And I was like, you know what? This is not fun, dude. I was like, we should just go our original plan and tell this guy, like, hey, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so we told him, we're like, hey, man, like, we want smaller fish. So, you know, we went. And then, but the problem is now you don't have the necessarily the right weights. You kind of see what I'm saying, right? Well, they should have everything on the boat. Well, they, I'm just saying, like, it's just like you have a, apparently what they, from my understanding, you have a certain type of weights for marlin fishing. Rigged. Everything's rigged. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. They have but everything like, on the boat. They just have to go back through and re-rig it. Yeah. If you have a pole, though, you know, you want some weights on it and yeah. things like that, exactly. you know, the it's attaching uh, the, the bits of fish to it, right, you know, and then, you know. Really and like I said, this is my first time. Be I've been on a pier before, and I've been like uh, bow fishing for catfish in Louisiana. You know what I mean? Ooh. Which that was a different story. We'll, we can That's get some skill right there. Which is fun, man. We and, yeah. Anyways, going go to that time. We caught like some suckers that were like at least like f three feet long of catfish, man. These suckers. Are Those dudes will big. fight. Those are some strong, those are just a big chunk of muscle. Oh, yeah, man. But it's like in bow fishing at nighttime, if you go to Louisiana and you go bow fishing at nighttime, it's like they have lights underneath the boat, basically. Yep. So it's like oh, yeah. all green. These mm. these motherfuckers are like trying to eat the mud of whatever, you know what I mean? And they're in this tall grass, and you just take this arrow with a string tied to it, and you're like, bam! Mm -hmm. And then I'm just saying, it's like, it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of easier than... I mean, it does takes like less patience than but actual dude, it's fishing. Still fishing. It is, it is because it doesn't you gotta... matter how the fish gets caught, whether it be a, a an arrow through the head. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, or you know, I, I just saw a video on um, on catching um, piranha. Catching the piranha. Piranha. How do you catch piranhas, man? There's a couple couple of different ways, but the one that I saw that was just that just blew my mind was it was a video on on YouTube, and if you just Look, you know, um, check out, um, it would be uh, prana, uh, feeding prana or something like that. Um, it'll show this guy, he's at a dock. He's standing on a dock, and right next to him, um, there's a, a gate. And the gate leads to, like, a little cage. And this is all at water level, okay? 
And so as he's standing on the dock, he has a piece of fish. And then <clears throat> every time he sticks that piece of fish in the water, all these piranha just start attacking it like crazy. And so then he just drags it into the cage and then closes the gate and then picks it up and they all fall off. Oh, and then man. he sticks it down in the water again, pulls it through the you know, opens the gate right quick, pulls him through, closes the gate. So this dude is not even, you know, he's not touching the fish in any way. Yeah. He's just bringing them in. And yet they're just, they're, they go through this piece of fish that he's using as a bait so fast. How many, I mean, how big are piranha? How they, how big well, they I mean, the smallest piranha are, you know, like uh, two and a half, three inches or so. And oh. dude, at that size, they will devour like uh, a human body in the water within, you know, like minutes. Do they eat people though? Yeah, they'll eat anything. Oh, fuck that. Anything. That's the crazy thing about it, dude. Um, and then some of them get to be like as much as maybe eight or ten inches or something like that long. And, you know, they're kind of wide or, or tall, but they're not, they're not that thick. But the teeth on them are insane. Um, they're like little serrated edges, and they're kind of a little bit oversized for Can the their... little ones get you too? Oh, dude, that's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. Look I'm watching this. the video right here. Yeah. Holy shit. That's a, that's a cow head, dude. Yeah, and they'll just watch this. They're just going to go crazy on it. Okay, but it was something similar. It to looks that. like it's, it's dissolving in the water. Man. I know, that's what I'm talking about, man. These dudes just go crazy. And see, look at that. He's pulling it out of the water, and they're still taking bites out of it. Wait, so then, if you were to stick your hand in there, you're done. Yeah, it just it'll start it'll just start eating your your, your flesh. Just go what all the way the to the fuck, bone, dude. All the way to the bone. Holy wait! So what are they? Why are they here? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's just uh, one of these uh, specimens that are. People is this how people from Florida are like? Dude? And you can eat them, you know. You can. Oh, eat you can them. eat them. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. They're they're edible. I don't know how good they are. Maybe like chicken or something like that. But um, so yeah, there's there's all types of fishing, and it's all called fishing because you're going after fish. You can do it with, you know, shooting arrow, uh, hook, uh, <clears throat> you know, just like using bait to pull them into a a bin where you pull it up out of the water. I mean, there's um, cast netting. Uh, all different ways. Oh, so anyway, so they took us like you know, we started heading towards the shore again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, otherwise, yeah. otherwise, you're deep sea fishing. Yeah, no, seriously, I was like, no. When the water started getting black, dude, I was like, get me the fuck out of here, dude. Like, it, yeah, you know what deep. I mean? Like, it's crazy, man. But anyway, so we started going back. We ended up catching like a couple fish. One was like, uh, you know, a, wait, were you guys in the Gulf or in the Pacific? We were in the Pacific okay, because right, this right. is a uh, just. You know, Baja California is like this skinny little thing, and yeah. it's that bay area between uh, Mexico and yeah. right there, right? So, um, so uh, yeah, we basically caught like a, I don't know how big is this fish. This is like two it's feet. About two feet. Two yeah. feet, yeah. A two-foot uh, grouper. Oh, yeah. dude, that's you know a good I mean? fight. It's a, that's yeah, a good fight. It, so it was cool because my dad got to pull up his first fish out of the ocean, you know what I mean? He was telling that me. That was his first time fishing. First time fishing, you know what I mean? Like, dude, oh, Chinese people don't really oh, fish, man. Like, I'm just, I mean, some do. Some do, but at least in my circles, man, like, it has to be, like, extreme hobby, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm saying of some sort. Extreme it, hobby. That's hilarious. <laughs> just some hobby. It's, just some hobby, you know what I mean? One like, of the easiest ways to, to feed your, yourself if you know how to do it right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? I had a lot of respect for fishermen that day, man. I'm like, dude, this fish probably would have been like 
two hundred bucks in in the market. It, oh, you know, mean the grouper you call yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, with the amount of uh, meat and everything that you would have gotten yeah, off of about yeah. a two foot thing, that would have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. About twelve dinners at you know like thirty bucks a piece. Yeah, I mean we we basically fried. I mean did Chinese style, so we just steamed them. We we got some ginger. Oh, we got cool. some uh, uh, some uh, uh, green onion. We took some soy sauce from the uh, the all res <laughs> resort, uh, you know, some salt and pepper, and we just steamed that sucker up, and then uh, it was delicious, man. It oh was, yeah, it was no, delicious, dude, man. grouper is one of the best eating. It's one of my favorite. You know, is grouper the same thing as rock cod, dude? No, no, because no. I mean, but, I mean, it's it's similar. Family it's similar kind of? because of the 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 way the um the meat is kind of light and fluffy and everything. Oh yeah, 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 it's yeah, like cod yeah. Cod or um, tilapia or okay, other types of fish. Yeah, similar. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know shit about fish, man. But like I said, I I, I, I know a lot. I re <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fine like I said, that I come out, from a fish <laughs> yeah. small fishing village. But, but it's uh, crazy because it's just when you were talking about your uh, surfer, uh, you know. Your Hawaii story, man. You know, I could tell that you have affinity towards the ocean, man. Like, yeah. you, you, you know, I mean, have dude, I talked about when I got bit by the shark? No, yeah. you haven't, man. No, you haven't. You want, you want to just do it quickly? Like I said, that was it was great. My dad caught a fish. He was telling me it was like very hard to reel up. Uh, you know, for, he didn't. Oh, dude, I'm saying a two foot grouper is nothing yeah. but a big chunk of muscle. Yeah, he didn't expect it to be that hard. And he was like, man, honestly, it was like so tough. He was like, I, I, I and my dad's like seven years old. You know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, he doesn't look seventy, but the point no, is, yeah, at all, right? yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly. And uh, um, like I said, it, it it was a great experience. It had a you know fun time. Do you remember on. about how long it took him to get that thing in? Uh, it wasn't that long though. It was maybe like uh, five minutes. Yeah, but see, the funny thing a lot of people don't realize, five minutes of constant reeling. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. Holding the pole and, and trying to yeah. turn that. I mean, dude, most dude. people are not gonna last past a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's... if they were to have to like flail and like beat on something or whatever, like most is, people. Is that don't... sound about right? Five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, that sounds like a little bit short for that. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't. Fish. It wasn't that long. Like I said, I think. Uh, it was being dragged out. I'm saying we also dragged... depends on the deckhand. If the deckhand is good and knows what they're doing, then that can help. Yeah, he took out a gun and shot the. No, I'm kidding. You just do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy that they do that. Oh yeah. yeah but uh, uh, dude, you got bit by a shark, man. It was yeah. a great white dude. No, no. It, was a... it wasn't great white. No, it, was so, it was so anticlimactic. It was such a like a non-event, really. And I was hoping to milk it for more. But you can say you got bit did. by one. Yeah. No, I did. I legitimately got bit. By uh, it was probably either a black tip um, or a sand shark. They call them uh, spinners. Also, um, at the time it was uh, 1987, um, long before many of you were born. It was 1987, and I was in art school in Sarasota, Florida, and it was the first weekend um, after we had gotten started. And I knew one other guy in the whole school, and he was a surfer, and his roommate happened to be a surfer also. And so the three of us took off from Sarasota, which is on the Gulf Coast, and went on over to um, New Smyrna, which is on the, uh, the Atlantic Coast, and went surfing. And so I saw a friend of mine, actually, that I knew from back in Northwest Florida, where I'm from, and said hi to him, Glenn Peel. And then not long after I saw him, I just caught a wave in, and I, had, I was boogie boarding, so I had flippers on, luckily. Um, and I was, when you have flippers on, you, you back up in the water until it's deep enough and then you turn and you start paddling. Well, right when I turned to start paddling, something hit my foot. It felt like I, like I kicked something, like a cinder block, because it was like solid, but it was sharp. 
and but you know it didn't hold on to it or anything like that so I, I kind of yanked my feet back and then I stood up and the water was up to you know about my my uh, my belly button or so a little higher and then about maybe eight feet away from me I saw this big thing splashing around and I saw the dorsal fin and I saw the the tail fin and I could tell it was a shark and looked like about a six foot long shark or so Jesus and so small man that's yeah that's a good sized shark um, and so it really didn't feel like it did that much damage so I went ahead and paddled back out <clears throat> through the break to catch some more waves and saw my buddy Glenn and paddled over to him and I said hey man I think I may have just gotten uh, bitten by a shark and he's like dude what are you talking about I'll well, take a look at my foot and because uh, the water's so murky over there you can't just like look down in the water and see or whatever so I I spun around in the water and I put my, pulled my foot up out of the water. And he was like, dude, he starts paddling away from me rather quickly. <laughs> he's like, dude, your foot is red and it's gushing. Um, he's like, get to shore, man. Um, and so I went ahead and paddled to shore. And when I got to shore, I, I stood up and took my fins off. And your right at that off. moment, I looked down <laughs> at my left foot. And that is the actually the only time in my life I've actually seen blood squirting out of, uh, oh my out of my body. God. It wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't that bad. It was just a tiny little, maybe an eighth of an inch in diameter, a little... Um, no leak? Just a little leak. Just a little, <laughs> couple little squirts, you know? And, and uh, It wasn't like it was squirting way far from my... It was just like a little... Hey, man, there's people that see blood and they pass out immediately, okay? We have squirting, man. That's a lot for a lot of people. I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, so, you know, I see a lifeguard stand. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll at least go over and, you know, get some, see if he has a first aid box so I can put something on this. And, um, and on the way over there, you know, to be honest with you, I was thinking, you know, I should, he's probably going to call the newspaper or something like that, probably going to do a story or whatever, you know, and that's, yeah. that's not how it went. Dude, that, that, uh, that lifeguard was annoyed that I came over there <laughs> to bother him. Okay. He wasn't yeah. Eddie. No, no, he wasn't like Eddie Icow. Like this, like he, I, I go over there and I'm like, excuse me. He like looks down and he's like, yeah, where can I help you? And I'm like, oh, I just got uh, you know bit by a shark. And you know, I was thinking like, as soon as I said that, he would like grab his bullhorn and be like, shark, everybody out of the water, please, everyone out of the water, shark, you know, some shit, yeah. something. No, no, I am. Yeah, I, I just got bit by a shark out here. He's like. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Seriously, that is what he said, dude. That's what he said. I'm like, well, uh, I don't know. You got any first aid? You know, your lifeguard, dude? You got any first aid? You, got, you just got bit by a fucking shark here, dude. And so, you know, he's like, yeah, hold on. He's, he's annoyed. This guy's fucking annoyed. Oh, my God. That I got dude. bit, you know, and he's got to do something about it. You know, he You're just he me would out rather my Baywatch. Me go wash it out, go down to the store down there. They got some butterfly closures and just, you know, take care of yourself, right? Because this guy's like relaxing. Who knows what he's daydreaming about? So he comes down and he pulls out this old tackle box. And this is where I just should have said, you know what, dude, never mind. I'll go get it taken care of somewhere else. <laughs> because he pulled a bottle of hydrogen peroxide out of this fucking box that was so old that the label on it was like crystallized and like falling off. Okay? <laughs> Like, if something looks like that, don't use it. Yeah, you yeah. Just throw yeah. that fucker straight in the garbage, yeah. right? And my dumbass thought, oh, well, you know, if he's going to use that on me, then it must he, still be he's okay. A lifeguard. He's a lifeguard. He knows what he's doing, <laughs> this guy, right? So I put my foot up on this thing, and he's looking at it, and he's, like, opening it up and making it, like, move around and shit, you know? And I'm like, oh, and you think I should get stitches, you know? 
He's like, ah, you know, maybe get you a couple of butterfly closures, you know, and just kind of take it easy on it. You know, you should be all right. You know, he, he pours the shit in there. He felt like he poured muriatic acid in there or something like that. Like on, uh, whatever that was on the, the fight club when Brad Pitt poured that shit in the fucking the dude's hand or whatever. He's just bubbling up and just going, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, I'm sure that helped. Oh. Ended up How old were you They ended up getting infected. I was 18. You're 18. <laughs> 18 years old, dumbass, and just, you know I had no idea all the kind of bacteria and shit that are in a shark's uh, teeth. You know that I needed, that, that I needed to go and get it this shit scrubbed out with iodine immediately or as soon as possible. So I didn't do that. I just went down to like he, this guy said. I went down to the little drugstore and got a, some butterfly closures and put it on there and was sitting out on the beach the next day. Just Jones and go back out in the water because it was nice and glassy. The waves were nice and glassy the next day. Beautiful break. But by the time I got back to to art school, I was down there going in you know art school in Sarasota. Like two days later, the, the foot was just throbbing and just red and nasty. And I'm like going, oh, it smells too. Mm. Yeah. So I go over to the doctor and they're like, what happened? And I'm like, oh, did you you didn't take any kind of antibiotics? You didn't have it washed out yet? Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, was that, open it back you, up. You're gonna have to. What are you gonna do? And they're like, ah, okay, yeah. Well, we're gonna have to scrub that. Oh. They open it back up and scrub yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus dude. Christ. Open that sucker back up, scrub it real good. And dude, I'm yeah. looking at this shark. This, I'm just saying, like, I don't know much. I mean, I like sharks. No, no, they call them spinners. Okay, they call them spinners. These in that do not area. look like small sharks. Because man. no, what they do is, even if it is a small shark, they'll they'll just get hauling ass, and then they'll they'll just shoot into you and grab a chunk and then just spin and just tear that chunk out uh yeah so it's it's very it's like a natural thing for them but that's why they call them spinners you know, like black tips or sand sharks or something like that but you know they shoot like man. it was enough to what happened was um luckily i said luckily i was boogie boarding because when i looked at the scars where the teeth marks were they were on the top of my foot and the bottom Mm. So he had my foot in his mouth, mm. and he, you know, he like bit down. Yeah, yeah. And because yeah. I had some Churchill uh, flippers on, nice thick uh, rubbery yeah, yeah, Churchill yeah. Uh, flippers, yeah, that, it that, bounced right out of his fucking mouth. That's a testimony for. for oh yeah, for Churchill fucking fins, you know. But um, if I had been a surfer, and I had been, you know, walking and, and pushing back up and kicking with my foot bare. Uh, you, you, you would not, you'd be uh, one... This might... I might not be here to tell you the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. that it starts a whole different chain of Jeez, events that yeah. could be completely different. I almost drowned when I was 12, man. I never told you this, yeah. What happened? No, no, I, no, okay, I was in Austin, Texas, which is funny because I actually recently went to Austin, Texas, and I saw, I saw all these people doing the same thing uh, that I was doing... Um, or the uh, river? 20... Or? 20 25 years ago almost, dude, okay, or some, something like that, right? Yeah, we're going down tubing on a river, right? And it's a man-made current down the river. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't let 10-year-olds ride on a fucking tube. No, dude, not <laughs> on a river rapids. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, every, but people are doing all this, like, a family thing. You know, you let the cooler run down the rapid along with you, right? Oh, and then, dude. Yeah, man, when I was 10, that shit flipped over. And the current kept on pushing me underneath. And I knew yeah. how to swim, too. You know, that's the worst part. I, my One of my cousins, Pat, shout out to Pat, he had to save me, man. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, ever since then, I was, I was deathly afraid. Not just 
not afraid, but I was uncomfortable inside water for a good 10, 15 years, man. Well, dude, that's understandable. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to go in a pool or go into a deep pool or something like that. The deeper you go, the harder the, the water pressure gets. Yeah, no, the current is something but different, man. Yeah. When you're in a current and, and you're trying to get out of that fucker, man, <clears throat> it depends on how uh, steep the river is. It depends on how much water is coming through that river. But if the the coefficients are the right, you're not getting, you're not coming back up. Yeah, man, and I'm I'm just saying like uh, I have this distinct memory as a kid, and uh, uh, so yeah, man, be careful with your children in water, man. That shit is fucking oh, scary. Even man. the even the tides uh, on, on at the beaches, um, the the rip currents. Yeah, my my brother almost uh, my one time when my brother was a kid. Uh, he was on, uh, there was a bunch of, you know, fathers that are like playing in the water with their kids on the shoulders, and all of a sudden the wave comes over and just, you know, almost pulls <laughs> them in, man. Yeah, exactly, man. So, like I said, man, well, right now, like I said, it's too hot, it's too hot to be at these crappy beaches in L.A. anyways, man. For me, I'm just saying, like, any nice beach in Southern California, if you're not from here, man, everybody imagines, ah, oh, Venice Beach, man, you know what I mean? It's the best, right? You know, the sun, the girls... It's like, no, man, there's, there's a bunch of shitty sand there, you know what I mean? There's, be careful where you walk. Yeah, be careful where you walk. There's tons of, you know, people all over the beaches, man. If you want to go to nice beach, man, go to Laguna, man. Like, you know, or go up a little bit further, like to El Matador or something. Yeah, like yeah, exactly, Malibu or something like that, you know, you know what I mean? So... But uh, but yeah. Well, you know what? That's if you're if you're young, you're crazy. You want to have some fun and party at the beach? Then yeah, go to go to Venice, go to Santa Monica Beach, places like that. That's where the people like to party and hang out and exactly. do crazy stuff. You know, if you want to experience that, it's a type of culture. You know, maybe that's what you want to do. But if you want to, you know, if you're getting old like me, I'm fifty or whatever. You got kids. If you want to, you know, enjoy the beach. You don't have a bunch of other people running around. Um, yeah, it's uh, you go a little bit further south to San Diego, or, uh, or a little bit further north to Malibu beaches, or something like that. Actually, the the, the house that we had when we were in Hawaii, yeah, um, how was the place dude, you see it? It was awesome. It was this tiny little one thousand square foot house, um, little block house, you know, cinder blocks, or whatever. Um, and dude, it was right on the shore. Like, nice. Which you, which side were you on? We we're on the upper. East Coast in this mm -hmm. area called Kaaava. Ka it's K plus three A's, a W and an A. Nice. Okay. I mean, dude, it's like all the names of places and streets and stuff over there. It's almost like someone was playing Scrabble and they got a bunch of extra, you know, you always got extra A's and U's and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you got all these extra letters. Let's just throw in a couple more here. You know, what the hell? But um, so we're on the Upper East Side. But I mean, dude, we were like right on the water mm. um, Kamehameha Highway was on the other side of the house mm. so you had like this little sliver of land and we had a private beach to ourselves that was 160 feet wow. okay, of land and and it's just because of you know where it is that like right after that there's no more houses um, but the uh, the road is probably about um, I'd say about 20 yards from the from the actual water and so Jeez. that house and that property is between the road and the water. And then the way the, the water works, when the tide comes in, the water comes all the way up to the wall and the waves will come through the reef. So there's an outer, there's an inner reef and an outer reef. 
So you're never going to get hit by a big wave. I see. Okay, it, it downs it down to a size where it'll hit the wall pretty hard and it'll splash up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, not going to yeah. come over that. Okay, okay. So, my, you know, the wife got a little bit sketched out because it does look a little sketchy. And the first night, the, the twins couldn't sleep because the water was just like, boom, <laughs> boom. You know, but that's something you dream Yeah, for, exactly. You know I was just mean? saying, that's like kind of a luxury right there, right? My wife ended up having to tell them, just make like it's a sound soother, okay? You know you have the sound soother that has the ocean waves? Just make like it's that, okay? <laughs> They're thinking like a tsunami's going to come up and Godzilla's Well, my be. son has this obsession with tsunamis, you know what I mean? Oh, my God, no. I, I mean, I made that. the mistake of, of showing him one because he was asking about one because, you know, some kids at school were talking about it or whatever. Daddy, what's a tsunami or whatever? So I made the mistake of showing him an actual, you know, hardcore tsunami. I don't know, some over in Japan. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's just moving buildings and stuff like that. Also, you know, the water's going out, and the water's in, and all of a sudden here it comes, and it's like moving. And so he's so he's like always afraid. Even though, in, so even in Encino, he's like the ocean's right yeah. there, Dad. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now you brought him right now, next to the ocean. Now, like the, you look straight out there in the outer reef, there's always waves breaking on it. You know, and like poor, <coughs> poor kid was just like, "Is he gonna get killed here, Daddy?" No, no, we're fine, we're good. I love Hawaii though, man. You know, okay, oh, so so, so uh, I used to date a girl she was from Hawaii actually. So we would go back and visit her mom every now and then, her parents every now and then. And um, well, first of all, the food is for me. I love like you know those shrimp trucks on the North Shore, man. It's oh yeah, yeah, little traveling uh, man. You, you know, restaurants. The pokey. You know, you can go to, inside restaurants. Yeah, and you can you know in Hawaii you can go to Costco or even Vons or whatever Safeway and get like a pound of pokey. At you know we have deli meat over here. Like, preserved deli meat. They have fresh tuna pokey, like, right there for you to take. Really? Yeah, man. That's, that's one of the... It's like, you can buy pokey by the pound in Hawaii, man. And you go back to your court that. day, you, you, you gotta... <laughs> <get it. laughs> Thanks, man. You gotta hit it up, man. Thanks. <laughs> another, thing, another thing... I don't know if you heard of this hike. Um, um, years ago, I went... I don't even... It might not be open anymore. Uh, there's this thing called Stairway to Heaven, basically. I don't know. It's just a straight up... Uh, yeah, straight up stairway. Where did you just head on? It's on Oahu. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's an, it's an old uh, satellite tower on top. See if you look right here. You know what? I bet it was. It's not accessible anymore. Yeah. My wife is really good about finding things to do, and I'm sure she would have. Well, you know what? This is crazy hike though. You go vertically up the mountain for about four hours. Whoa. Okay. And oh. Yeah, that's extreme. The kids, yeah, the, yeah. The kids it, wouldn't be able to make that. Yeah, no, no. And, you know what? So you get all the way up, and planes are flying below you. That's how. Oh, yeah. I, that's no, how I, I know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think know. they filmed part of like remember that TV show Lost. Yeah, they filmed uh, yeah, they, um, they Jurassic filmed. Park there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's all jungly, Dude. but it's just straight planks of metal into the side and railing on the side. So you're pulling yourself like this, and you know, you have a lot of adrenaline. You're like walking up. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. The next day, dude, holy shit, oh, yeah, dude. Those muscles. Those muscles. That you never used before. <laughs> in that you know way. I mean? Yeah. Exactly. And on top of that, it's just like, you know what? It's not even that. By the time you get up there, it starts hurting already a little bit. And Ooh, you got to go down. And you're using shit. all different muscles going down. Oh, dude, no. No, I know. I know that. I, so uh, that's probably why they closed it, because literally there's some areas where you had to pull yourself with a rope, basically. You know what I mean? So uh, it was kind of dangerous, so they probably closed the hike. But uh, Yeah, like they, I said, the, one, of the, one of the hikes that we were supposed to go on was in the rainforest to uh, some waterfalls. Mm. And that got canceled because they had some loose rocks. So. Okay, okay. I don't know how they fix that or if they just kind of... Yeah, for this hike, it's weird. They have a security bar blocking you from getting in. Mm. But if you go early enough, he's not on post yet. <laughs> and he's right not going to bother you when you're coming down, apparently. 
Uh, you know what I mean? So, I mean, you got to go... If it, okay, maybe not four hours. Maybe like three hours up and three that's hours still down. So, I mean, this is six hours, so you got to go early in the morning. Late. And uh, it's like, if you're up there in the afternoon, man... Dude, it's so hot, dude. You don't even understand. Like, you, you know what I mean? Because... Oh, it's very humid there, too. Yeah, man. So, But anyways, man. Hawaii, man. You, I love it. Uh, but... <sighs> I can't spend more than like I don't know a week out there, dude. I start going crazy, man. You, you know. Well, you know, it's it's a certain type of life, man. You know, there's yep. there's certain things about living there that um, that are different than here. Like there's so much humidity and and salt air that if you have a place that is anywhere near the water, stuff's gonna start falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a combination of just shacks, and then you would see every once in a while a really nice home. Hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and the reason for that is the shacks, you know, those just eventually fall apart. Okay, and so you just rebuild them. Yeah. They're not made out of expensive materials or anything like that. You just basically fix what needs to be fixed as you go along. Yeah. And in Hawaii, there's no really big trying to show of, like, I got all this money, I got all this cash. Most of the people life. that live there don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, there's some people like the tourists and some people that, that care about having that persona, but, you know, it's not like here. You know, yeah. you got a lot of island people there, and it's a completely different attitude. Vibe, yeah. Love it, man. You know, well, it's more about relaxing and taking care of yourself, you know, taking you care of the land. Besides huh? your own, do you see any street art out there? Uh, I mean, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. no, there's a lot of graffiti. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was, there was um, you know, little uh, walls and stuff like that along the uh, the highway and everything. Um, I would see that here and there, like around in and around Honolulu. Mm-hmm. Um and some of the other the the other small cities as well, but um, yeah, no, I, I was I was actually surprised. And there is there is actually a uh, a Montana store there that has Montana no paints, way. Montana colors, uh, paints. Not the uh, other, but um, I just um, I ended up just going by Home Depot and getting a, a black and a white to to put up the pieces that I put up because I didn't. I didn't know that I was going to be writing, coming, having to come up with writing a haiku. You know, I didn't know that I was going to be inspired to uh, to do any writing. I just thought I was going to be spraying. So, um, otherwise, I would have gotten some nicer caps and some writing uh, caps or whatever. But um, hey, it looks good to me, man. You know, that's that's it's hard. Right. You know, it's readable. You know, yeah, it's, it, uh, it's hard to do with those. It's not much space to spray it with. Uh, you know, you know, on on. Well, yeah. So, much, uh, so the haiku that I that I wrote for Eddie Aikau. Um, you know, it's what about seven or eight lines, and if you're going to write with a regular, you know, custom Rust-Oleum cap, you're going to need a lot more space than that. But um, I just kind of took my time and did little short, quick sprays, and then used my finger, put it in the paint to actually finish up the letter to try to keep it, you know, tight and, and <laughs> the le- first brush, man. The first brush, man. His finger. Man. <laughs> hey, man. You know what? It's been about an hour, man. Like I said, what? <laughs> Yeah, man. We Dude, this always happens with you and I. You know, we just started going. Like I said, we really haven't seen each other in a while, though. People are like, "Hey, man, when's the next episode coming out?" Like, you oh, know, what I mean, hey, we need to do this. But check us out, man. People don't realize busy. how busy exactly. We are. Exactly. We're both like doing a lot of stuff all the time. Whenever we have uh, uh, time, man. Whenever the artists have time, uh, we we just try to get in here as much as possible. We're gonna go visit. And you know what? Eventually, that'll be. Uh, more and more often because basically the other projects our other life that we they're very busy with we do so that we're able to do this more and um, you know eventually we'll have more and more time so oh um, I'm gonna promote something real quick yeah 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 you know I have a new summer mix out basically if you like house music 
uh, you know, put it on for your pool party and stuff like that. It's featuring the uh, one of the new singles of the other founder of LHR Gallery, Mitchell. Uh, one of his new productions, basically, uh, called Dumb Shit. Basically, it's sampling uh, um, Nicki Minaj's, uh, you know, some of her stuff, man. So, if you get nice. a chance, man, uh, all my stuff, man, is dasmyshit.com. D-A-S-M-Y-S-H-I-T. <laughs> SoundCloud.com slash that's my shit. That's my shit dot com. You know what I mean? That uh, basically nice. real try try to make it easier to remember. But anyways, I got a new mix up. Check it out. Uh so new single. And uh you know what man? Uh anybody who needs a DJ, man, I'd love to just just kind of uh work with you guys and from if you're an art recording artist, I'd love to help produce produce you too. I'm looking for some music projects right now because I got a little bit extra time and uh Exactly, man. We gotta, you know, we love to have this party at the end of the year and DJ for you guys. And uh, if you know, if City of Industry ever fucking lets us have a show here, man, dude, we'll get it worked <laughs> out. We're gonna get it worked out one way or the other. It's yeah, gonna be the LA Street Art Gallery show of the year. Yeah, and you know, like I said, uh, you know, we're, we're in no rush, man. We, you know, we're we're in this for no. the long run, man. You, no, you know, we'd rather do it right. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, we try to do it right. We try to do it the right way, and they they blew a nut. And so then we backed off in the right way and tried to let them know, hey, okay, we're not doing this. And they still <laughs> fucked it up. But you know what? We're just going to keep being a consistent level of professionalism. And eventually <laughs> this shit will work out. Yeah. And you know what? On that point, man, uh, if you can leave us a review, if you're enjoying yeah. what we're doing, man. Help us help you. Yeah, we really appreciate the reviews that you're leaving, um, and just like any comments, uh, follow us on Instagram, uh, PTTP Show, um, and uh, LA Street Art Gallery Teachers Page, Teacher One, basically. Yeah, you know what? I got a new guy that I'm uh, doing some new stuff with. Uh, Truth be known, he's uh, mm. he's actually a, a very experienced individual, yet new to the uh, to the game of street art. So. Um, I'll be having more information on uh, on that person. No, we should have like, like a pledging process. Uh, <laughs> like a fight you know, club. Uh, just something to walk, whenever there's like a new like name, you know, I won't think of something bad, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying like, how are you going to prove This guy's very, very passionate about, uh, you know, the, the politics and, 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 and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, and he's, he's pretty, uh, pretty passionate. So um, I see him staying involved and now that he's gotten started, he's already got the attention going. So, mm -hmm. always good to see you. That's my new stuff that I got going on for right now. All right, sounds good. Well, appreciate you guys. Follow us, uh, subscribe to uh, the podcast. Thank you very much. We love you guys. Take care. Goodbye. Peace.